This is a download from Ormskirk Christadelphians of one of our Sunday afternoon talks. For more downloads, go to our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk or join us in person at our meeting room on Moorgate in Ormskirk every Sunday at 1.45pm. We hope you enjoy the talk. Now it's most significant that he's mentioned in the very first verse of the New Testament alongside of Jesus Christ and David because it says in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 1 the book of the generation of Jesus Christ the son of David the son of Abraham in fact he's mentioned over 70 times in the New Testament often by Jesus himself which is more than any other person in the Old Testament he is synonymous with faith with belief synonymous with faith Abraham declared his faith in God as almighty eternal the most high the possessor the lord of heaven and earth the righteous judge of nations and of all mankind to him Abraham Yahweh his God was just wise righteous good and merciful he accepted the judgment of God upon sin and interceded for him for erring Ishmael and Lot Abraham communed with God in close fellowship and was granted special revelation from him in visions and visits in human and angelic messenger form he worshipped Yahweh calling upon him by that and building an altar for this purpose his very clear monotheism is to be contrasted with the polytheism of his contemporaries and ancestors Abraham's faith is perhaps best seen in his ready obedience whenever called by God by faith he left Ur and that was a, a major city he left Ur an act emphasised by the Apostle Stephen in the New Testament similarly he was guided to leave the place he'd moved to which was another city called Haran and by faith also he accepted the semi-nomadic or pilgrim life even when the land of Canaan had been promised to him a promise of which he lived to see only a partial fulfilment in the occupation of a small plot of land at Machpelah and rites near Beersheba the supreme trial of his faith came when he was asked to sacrifice Isaac his only son who was humanly speaking the only means whereby the divine promises could be fulfilled his faith rested in a belief a strong belief in God's ability if need be to raise Isaac from the dead and we see that in Genesis chapter 22 and again in the New Testament in Hebrews chapter 11 Abraham was a descendant of Shem and he was the son of Terah and he became the ancestor of the Hebrew 
and other nations. He lived a life of outstanding faith and was known as the friend of God. That's what it calls him in Second Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 7. The friend of God. The meaning of his original name of Abram is uncertain, but it's thought to mean the father is exalted. This was changed to Abraham, again thought to mean father of multitudes. As I say, he was born and lived in Ur, a major city in Mesopotamia, about 2000 BC, some 500 or so years after the flood. And the existence of Ur has only been confirmed by archaeology in the last 150 years. Abraham lived with his father Terah, his brothers Nahor and Haran, and his wife Sarai. On Haran's death, he moved with his wife, father and nephew Lot to a place called Haran, spelt differently to the, to the name of the man, uh, where after a period of time, a considerable period of time in fact, Terah died also. At God's call, Abraham, aged 75, left Haran with Lot and moved by stages via Shechem and Bethel into Canaan. Famine drove, drove him through the Negeb and into Egypt, where he and Sarai escaped from the Pharaoh only through the intervention of plagues. After his return from Egypt to Bethel, there was a dispute between the camps of Abraham and Lot, which was resolved by allowing Lot to choose the fertile Jordan Valley for pasturage. Yahweh promised Abraham the possession of the whole land from the Euphrates southwestwards, following which he returned to Mamre near Hebron. Following the oppression and sack of Sodom and Gomorrah by a coalition of four kings under Kedileoma, Abraham with his servants and Amorite friends from Mamre pursued and defeated the raiders near Damascus and recovered the booty. On his return, Abraham received the blessing of Melchizedek, priest-king of Salem. Abraham being childless had made a home-born slave, Eliezer, his heir, but was now given a special assurance by Yahweh that he would have a son through whom would rise the future nation. This and the promise of the land was confirmed by a covenant. Now this is the kernel of what we have to say this afternoon and will be elaborated upon very shortly. But at the moment I'm giving you an overview of the whole of Abraham's life. So if you just bear with me for another five minutes or so and we'll get down to the nitty gritty. Meanwhile Sarah gave him Hagar her handmaid by whom Abraham now aged 86 had a son Ishmael. Hagar mocking Sarai's barrenness was driven into the desert 
only to be delivered by the angel of the Lord. Thirteen years later, Yahweh again appeared to Abraham to reaffirm his covenant promises. For the future of his family, nation and land, and setting as a sign the circumcision of all males and the change of names to Abraham and Sarah. The promise of a son is again confirmed by another theophany at Mamre, despite Sarah's initial disbelief. When the imminent judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah was, was revealed to him, Abraham interceded for Lot, who now lived there. From Mamre he witnessed the overthrow of the cities from which Lot escaped. Abraham journeyed through the Negeb, halting near Kadesh and Gera, where a dispute over Sarah, similar to that in his earlier visit to Egypt, almost, almost resulted in the defilement of Sarah. Isaac was born by Sarah to Abraham, now aged 100. To guard the succession, he dismissed Hagar and Ishmael, an action contrary to the prevailing custom. And this required a direct injunction by God to Abraham, Abraham who reluctantly took this seemingly hard action. At this time also Abraham made a treaty with the Philistine Abimelech to secure rights in Beersheba. The great test of Abraham's faith came when Yahweh ordered him to sacrifice Isaac at Moriah. He obeyed his hand being stayed at the moment of slaughter when a ram was provided. Thereupon the covenant between Yahweh and Abraham was reaffirmed. Sarah died aged 127 and was buried in the cave at Machpelah, the freehold of which Abraham had purchased from a man called Ephron. As his death approached, Abraham made Eliezer swear to obtain a wife for Isaac from his kinsfolk near Haran. Thus Abraham's great-niece Rebekah became the bride of Isaac. Abraham himself, in his advanced age, married a lady called Keturah, whose sons became the ancestors of the tribes of Dedan and Midian. And after giving all he had to Isaac and gifts to his other sons, Abraham himself died aged 175 and was also buried at Machpelah. Incidents which have been considered grave weaknesses in Abraham's character are the apparent deception of Pharaoh in Egypt and of Abimelech of Gerah by passing Sarah off as his sister and thus saving his own life. While this may be an example of the way scriptures portray the failings of even the very greatest of heroes, for example, King David and Samson, the exact nature of these incidents may as yet be imperfectly understood. Sarah was indeed his stepsister, so I think we'll leave those incidents there. So 
But let us now get to the heart of the matter. Abraham was chosen by Yahweh to receive the greatest promises. Also referred to as covenants. The importance of which seems to be unique to Christadelphians. So we're going to look at them all. No apologies for that. So we'll start off in Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. Starting at the first verse. Now Yahweh had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. I'll just also read from chapter 12 verse 7. And Yahweh appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there builded he an altar unto Yahweh who appeared unto him. Let's go on to chapter 13 and verse 14. And Yahweh said unto Abram, after that Lot was separated from him, Lift up now thine eyes, and look from the place where thou art, northward, and southward, and eastward, and westward. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed for ever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth. So that, that if a man can number the dust of the earth. Then shall thy seed also be numbered. Arise. Walk through the land in the length of it. And in the breadth of it. For I will give it unto thee. And on to chapter 15. Verse 5, chapter 15, verse 5. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. And he believed in Yahweh and he counted it to him for righteousness. And going on to verse 13 same chapter and he said unto Abram know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in the land that is not theirs and shall serve them and they shall afflict them four hundred years and also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge and afterward shall they come out with great substance and thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace Thou shalt be buried in a good old age. But in the fourth generation they shall come hither again. And verse 7 
chapter 17 I should say chapter 17 and when Abram was 90 years old and 9 Yahweh had appeared to Abram and said unto him I am the almighty God walk before thee walk before me and be thou perfect and I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly and Abram fell on his face and God talked with him saying as for me behold my covenant is with thee and thou shalt be a father of many nations neither shall thy name any more be called Abram but thy name shall be called Abraham for a father of many nations have I made thee and I will make thee exceeding fruitful and I will make nations of thee and kings shall come out of thee and I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee and I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession and I will be their God and finally chapter 22 chapter 22 we'll start reading at verse 15 the angel of Yahweh called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time and said by myself have I sworn saith Yahweh because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son thine only son that in blessing I will bless thee and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because thou hast obeyed my voice now most of these covenant promises were repeated in detail to Isaac his son and to Jacob his grandson Jacob who became Israel so what are these promises what are these covenants about well primarily they are about a land and a nation that Abraham himself will be blessed that all nations are to be blessed in Abraham they talk to us about descendants and the descendant termed seed in the authorised version we have seed singular and we have seed plural and when we look at the many many significant New Testament references to Abraham and the covenants of promise we have to appreciate how vital these things are to a correct understanding and appreciation of scripture 
if we are to have faith, belief in the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and that's what it's all about we must think and act on these matters we read in Hebrews chapter 6 verses 13 and 14 God made promise to Abram because he could swear by no greater he swear by himself saying surely blessing I will bless thee and multiplying I will multiply thee do you turn with me to the Acts of the Apostles and chapter 7 we're going to look at all of the most most significant scriptures the Acts of the Apostles chapter 7 verse 2 and he said men brethren and fathers hearken the God of glory appeared unto our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he dwelt in Charon and said unto him get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and come into the land which I shall show thee then came he out of the land of the Chaldeans and dwelt in Charon and from thence when his father was dead he removed him into this land wherein ye now dwell and he gave him non inheritance in it no not so much as to set his foot on yet he promised that he would give it to him for a possession and to his seed after him when as yet he had no child now it's most significant that Stephen begins his testimony to the Jewish leaders with these things the land referred to was Canaan and it was the Israel that they now dwelt in the people Stephen was talking to dwelt in that land and as far as they were concerned the covenant was only with the nation of Israel as Exodus 2 and verses 24 and 25 states and God heard their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham Isaac and Jacob and God looked upon the children of Israel and God had respect unto them now we've read about the dust of the earth the sand of the sea and the stars of heaven in relation to Abraham's descendants his seed in the plural that is that his natural descendants would comprise of a vast number of people however what we're really concerned with is that spiritual nation who are associated with that one seed singular Now some scholars think that the dust and the sand refer to his natural seed, the people of Israel. The stars of heaven, they say, are his spiritual seed, those aligned with Christ Jesus the Lord. 
both Jews and Gentiles are offered salvation through their belief in the death and the resurrection of the promised seed who very soon will return to this earth as king when he will start the process of bringing about a state of peace and righteousness although I should say righteousness and peace because righteousness comes first salvation for men and women of all ages who believe and have faith in these things Abraham Abraham himself believed these things Jesus stated in John chapter 8 and verse 56 Abraham rejoiced to see my day he saw it and was glad and that word rejoiced actually means jump for joy or danced Abraham jumped for joy he danced he jumped for joy to see my day he saw it and was glad through the pain of his experience when he took his only begotten son Isaac to the appointed place which turned out to be where Jerusalem and the temple stood in later years Abraham perceived that ultimate deliverance would come because God will provide himself a lamb and there would be another only begotten son who would come to Jerusalem and would be offered Yahweh would not spare his only begotten son but would give him up for us all and there are numerous scriptures we could turn to let us have a read again slowly just one or two of those verses from our introductory reading in Galatians chapter 3 Galatians chapter 3 we'll start at verse 7 Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the nations through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. So then, they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham and verse 16 now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made he saith not and to seeds as of many but as of one and to thy seed which is Christ so we really there see the seed singular and of course those very encouraging words at the end of the chapter verse 26 for ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus for as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ there is neither Jew nor Greek there is neither bond nor free there is neither male nor female for ye are all one in Christ Jesus and if ye be Christ's, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise.
By faith, by belief and baptism, we can become part of that number. Members of the family of Almighty God. The spiritual descendants, the seed of Abraham, he will become our spiritual father. Let's go to Romans chapter 4. verse 3 for what saith this is Romans chapter 4 for what saith the scripture Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness and if we go on to verse 16 therefore it is a faith that it might be by grace to the end that the promise might be sure to all the seed not to that only which is of the law but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham who is the father of us all as it is written I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed even God who quickeneth the dead and call us those things which be those things which be not as though they were and Hebrews chapter 11 <coughs> Hebrews chapter 11 we'll start reading at verse 8 By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable these all died in faith not having received the promises but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth for they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country and truly if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out they might have had opportunity to have returned but now they desire a better country that is an heavenly wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God for he hath prepared for them a city by faith Abraham when he was tried offered up Isaac and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son 
of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead from whence also he received him in a figure and finally the covenant the promises clearly state that Abraham himself would be blessed his name will be great and scholars the major universities scholars refer to the three great Abrahamic religions Judaism Islam and Christianity his name will be great now without going into detail about the circumstances God said to Moses in Exodus chapter 3 and verse 15 tell the children of Israel that Yahweh God of your fathers the God of Abraham the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob hath sent me unto you this is my name forever and this is my memorial unto all generations Yahweh clearly states in that that he is the God of Abraham our last quotation from Matthew chapter 22 22 and verse 31 but as touching the resurrection of the dead have ye not read that which was spoken unto you by God saying I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob God is not the God of the dead but of the living and when the multitude heard this they were astonished at his doctrine <clears throat> Abraham died aged 175 and was buried in the cave at Machpelah where he still sleeps along with Sarah Isaac and Rebekah Jacob and Leah but the testimony here of the Lord Jesus Christ shows us that their resurrection is certain and so it will be for us also if we are part of Abraham's family putting our trust in almighty God believing in all the things all the things concerning his only begotten son Christ Jesus the son of David the son of Abraham we hope you enjoyed that talk for more downloads, information about what we believe and details of our meeting times, go to our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk.